Take your Bible and turn to Matthew 1. Matthew chapter 1, verse 21. And she shall have a son, and you're to name him Jesus. For he will save his people from their sins. You know, years ago, there was an article that caught the attention of many people who read it, which was, and I quote, said, In support of revolt, Bethlehem cancels Christmas festivities. The article went on to say that the Palestinian town where Jesus was born has canceled its traditional Christmas celebration in solidarity with the year-long revolt against Israeli occupation. Now, one thing stands out about the quote, that this mayor, on one hand, said he does not understand the reason for the season, but he can't cancel the purpose and the celebration and the birth of Jesus. And you say, well, how cruel could someone be that would go to that point to do that? But how many of you, beginning this next week, for us, my family Monday night, all of our family Cindy to her mother's house Tuesday night, and then, of course, Wednesday Cindy and I will be there together in our home, and the other families will be in their respected homes of where we celebrate the birth of Jesus. But I'm wondering, have we been like the little boy who wrote his, the letter to his grandmother, and he said, Dear Grandmother, I am very sorry that I forgot your birthday last week. It would serve me right, though, if you forgot mine next Tuesday. You see... You're, many of you will forget come Christmas leading up to that, the birth of Jesus. And while it's, it, it, it's he's the reason for the season, you've put so much else, energy and money and passion, all in making kids, husbands, wives, relationships happy. Recently ranked the most popular Christmas songs. Uh, rated one to six was Chestnuts open, open, Roasting Over an Open Fire, White Christmas, Winter Wonderland, Silver Bells, I'll Be Home for Christmas, and Jingle Bells. What's missing in that list? The very songs that you heard today because what you heard today is what the Christmas story is truly about. Now, we get mixed up and we get messed up in the traditionalism and, and, and the commercialism of Christmas. But you see, the Christmas story commences with a cradle, but it continues to a cross. It concludes with a crown, and just as we do not believe you should leave Jesus on the cross... 
because he's the risen Lord. I also believe you do not leave Jesus in the cradle because he's no longer there. He's not now a baby lying in the manger. He's a king on the throne of glory in the universe by the right hand of the Father. And one day you and I are going to see him bust open the eastern sky, the Bible says. And don't forget, commemorating the Lord's Supper, he said, as long as you do this meal and you remember me, don't forget that I am coming again. You see, it's important that we understand that the story of Christmas involves the center figure of man's sin. You see, Jesus came to save man from his sinful condition. You know, you and I are here today, and and we've heard these great scriptures This scripture of Isaiah, the great prophet, 53 verse 6 says, All we like sheep have gone astray. We've turned everyone to our own way. We have to be very careful that we don't get caught up in the human and and the worldly view of this world. But oftentimes, we fail at that. The great New Testament theologian, Apostle Paul, said in Romans 3, For there is no difference, for we've all sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. The wisest man in the Bible, King Solomon, said in Ecclesiastes 7.20, For there is not a just man on earth who does good and does not sin. That doesn't give us the right, nor does it give us the excuse to do wrong. So you and I need to understand before we come to this time of the Lord's Supper that our lives need to be in order. In 1 Corinthians chapter 11, it said, For this cause many are sick and many sleep among you. What cause? Taking the Lord's Supper so holy and significant in an unholy and an unmannerly way. You know, I know this is a country church in some, some of the way in the city. And, and when we to go talking about a candlelight service, everybody's wondering, when am I going to get to turn my candle on? And then some of you are sitting there saying, I didn't get one. Well, I believe the appropriate time to show the light of Jesus is when the light of Jesus is showing himself through us. Amen. And when our flesh has been laid to rest. You say, Mike, can that happen? Yes, it's called confession of sin. It's called acknowledging that we are in, in living in a human body that is prone sometimes to do things that we shouldn't do. So, therefore, we need to take that time to spend it at the foot of the cross, at the, at the altar of Jesus, dealing with our life. I don't believe you could come to this point in this service and not be touched if you can be touched and think, that you and I are walking in perfection right now. But you see, you and I have to come to the realization Jesus knew that way before the foundation of this world, and he knew that he would have to come, and he would be the only redeemer that would be able to come to set us free from our bondage to sin. You can wash with the rags of righteousness, bathe in the water of ritual, scrub in yourself with the soap of religion, but you cannot remove the stain of sin. 
Jeremiah 2.22 says, For though you wash yourself with lye, you use much soap, yet your iniquity is marked before you, saith the Lord. You can plunge into the ocean of perfume of good works, but it not, will not remove the stench of sin. You can inject in yourself the vaccine of church attendance, but that will not remove the strength of sin. Your righteousness doesn't come from you, my friend. It comes from Jesus. And when Jesus is allowed to be free to live in through us and, and to work through us and to minister and to give through us, then Jesus can set us free. We're not only helpless before sin, we're hopeless before sin. In John 8, 34, Jesus said, Most assuredly, I say to you, whoever commits sin is a slave to sin. Well, the story of Jesus and Christmas story, I'm going to jump to the third idea, is also one of salvation. You see, he said in Luke 10, we heard it read, Behold, I bring you good tidings of great joy, which will be able to, to be to all people. For God sent Jesus into this world to save everybody who will come to him and open their hearts unto him and to believe him, believe the word by faith, and be willing to turn from their sin. 1 Timothy 2, 3, and 4 says, For this is good and acceptable in the sight of God our Savior, who desires all men to be saved and to come to the knowledge of truth. You see, salvation is free, salvation is final, and salvation is forever. Your Jesus is no Indian giver. And don't you sit and have to listen to anybody say that you can save yourself. You can work yourself into heaven. Look, if that was the case, we didn't need Jesus. It took his perfect, perfect sacrifice to shed his perfect blood for you and I to have a perfect relationship with one called Jesus. I close with this. A Scottish doctor, physician, was famous for his skill in medicine. And because of his devotion to the Lord Jesus and the love for his patients, after this physician died, the executors, executors of his state were going through his books, and they found numerous notations written in bright red ink in the account ledgers that said this, forgiven, too poor to pay. He had thereby, thereby negated all of the accounts payable of all the people who were too poor to pay for their services. A trial came. The wife was not like the husband. The husband passed away. She was greedy at heart. She wasn't compassionate like her husband. She determined to collect all, all of those bills and to take all those who had owed that doctor and was too poor to pay to court. At the trial, the judge asked this one question. Are these red link, ink notations in your late husband's handwriting is this his handwriting? She said, yes. He threw the, course out, the, court, or the case out of court saying, there's no court in all of the land that can collect money from accounts that the doctor has marked forgiven. There is no people that are going to be cast out of heaven. There is no person who ever comes to the doctor, the physician, Jesus Christ. And he comes into them and implants in them the power of, and the, the person, the Holy Spirit. 
When that person dies, I promise you, you will be standing in just seconds before your maker. Because Jesus is not an Indian giver. Jesus said, I came to set you free. And if he's in your heart, if he's in your life, you may be bound by a bunch of junk in your human body, but that, but my friend, heaven owns your divine nature. He owns what he gave you as a gift, and you had to receive it by accepting Jesus. That, my friend, is the true Christmas story. Now, let me ask you something. You may be here in a Christian and you're struggling this season. You're struggling financially. Maybe you didn't be able to, you feel sad at this time. Or maybe you've had a death of a loved one and, and, and in your heart is sadness. May you understand that if your loved one knew Jesus, he or she is in a better place. Yes, I'd love to have my mom and dad and, and the whole gang from the past back, but they wouldn't come. Because they're better off where they're at. And we too must go to them one day. But you will not leave and go there unless you're prepared. And so let me ask you, in just a moment, we're going to play. And if you would, stand with your heads bowed.